Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the United Club podcast. Today, we'll be reacting to Manchester United's dire nil-nil draw with Chelsea yesterday. And it is my privilege to introduce Darian to the podcast. He is a Chelsea fan who we've got on on a one-off opportunity to uh, talk to you about the game and what his thoughts were. And maybe we'll have a bit of discussion between between us us as uh, as fans and we'll try and see what, what, what we can uh, what we can muster up about yesterday's game. Anyway, Man United drew nil-nil. It wasn't a great performance. Azan, I know you watched it and you weren't overly impressed. Um, neither was I, but what do you think about this result in the long term and how do you feel like following the game? It was just the most boring game I've ever, ever seen as a bit of an overstatement, but definitely of the season. Especially this season, you go into games thinking 4-4, 3-3. We've seen, we've seen mad games, but... It's not, it's not a good result, as people like to say. Like, Ollie, even after the game, says after PSG last time, we went and lost a lot of games. But it's just not, it's not the mentality that I'm thinking of is the best way to go forward here, is it? No, and I feel like a win might have been crucial for us in trying to mount some sort of sustainable challenge this season. I, I said, I tweeted out before the game, whoever wins today is in, is in a really good position with regard to the rest of the season. Um, and neither of us actually won. But having said that, if we do win our game in hand, we're only three points behind the league leaders. So maybe the result, you know, Chelsea are a good team, as we know. And maybe a nil-nil isn't, isn't great. What about the Chelsea side of things? Daz, what, what do you think about the result? I'll take it. Um... It is a draw, obviously we would have liked to win, but 0-0 with the way our defence has been this season, last season, we, we all know it's been terrible. I'll take a 0-0, we were under the cosh for most of the second half, if not all of it. I'll 0-0, I'm happy with it. Mm, I feel like Frank Lampard himself might have been might have been going into that game thinking, you know what, clean sheet, 0-0 draw at Old Trafford, that's what I'm going for, that's what I'll take. And I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer expected Man United, uh, sorry, expected Chelsea to turn up to Old Trafford trying to park the bus and setting up so defensively with a five at the back. And I must say, Rhys James was, was phenomenal uh, for Chelsea yesterday. But yeah, I, I don't think that's what Solskjaer would have expected. Uh, Man United's team selection, what do you think, Azan, about, about the way that Solskjaer set up? I mean, we went with Daniel James, we went with Juan Mata, we went with the same team that beat Newcastle 4-1, but this is a totally different game. Uh, how did it work? Not great. Really, really disappointing, I think. Like, even Everest said that you, you have to start your best players, not the players that you think have earned their way into the team. And a quote from Oli that he says is, it's easy to say who should be in the team, but it's even harder to say who should be taken out. I don't think it really is when you're starting McTominay, Dan James in a, in, a, in a big game like that, when we have Pogba, Van der Beek on the bench. Even Cavani, I feel, should have started that game. But I feel like sometimes the things that Oli say with, says with regards to his team sheet is making more of an excuse to why he chose it rather than a justification. I feel like Cavani came on he instantly brought you know he showed he was nearly he nearly scored but he showed that he just offers that natural goal scoring ability which a lot of other players don't really have I, I'm not sure even if you can say that Martial and Rashford are the natural goal scorers in the same sort of elk as Cavani was at the top of his game and maybe he still is we don't know we'll see how he how he adapts to the Premier League and how he fits in you can see uh, he had something from his first touch though couldn't you that first touch oh, yeah. nearly straight in I don't think Martial or Rashford have the positional awareness yet to be able to do that. And I think Greenwood, that's something we've seen of him and he can develop into his game. But 
I think he'll bring something completely different to our front line. And in the end, it's a good good thing that we brought him in. When Cavani came on, were you scared that? Were you scared that Cavani was going to score? I saw your bench before the game and I thought, this is really strong. And I was sweating during the game and I saw Pogba and Cavani and I was like, oh no, they're going to they're gonna do something. They're, they're such big game players, you know, they're great players. And I was scared and I think most Chelsea fans were, to be honest. And you saw that with his first touch where he nearly scored. I'm just thankful that that was all he pretty much got in the whole game because he definitely could have scored if he kept getting those chances. One thing I'm really interested yeah. in is from an opposition point of view, who are our most scary players when you look at the team sheet, if anyone, these days? Obviously, you know, Bruno, can. he always scores, he always gets an assist, he always does something, he's scary. Um, but Rashford as well, I think his confidence is really high with obviously what he's doing on and off the pitch. And I did think he was going to score, but luckily Mendy saved us a couple of times from his shots. But, you know, United are a big team and any sort of players that they field, they're out there for a reason. And you know that they're good enough to like change the game in their own way. But if, if I had to pick, probably Bruno and Rashford is the main two. It must be a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air seeing uh, Eduard Mendy between the sticks instead of Kepa. Um, it was a really good save on Rashford. I think Rashford should have scored when, uh, when Mata oh, slimmed yeah. through. But what do you think about that? that save from Mendy all I'm saying is if Kepa was in goal it would have gone in and I'm glad that we've got Mendy because Kepa's been our issue for the past two seasons and he's been a big factor to our defence being so bad and us but with him in it's a lot more assuring to know that you've got a keeper that actually moves and makes saves because Kepa definitely would not have made those saves yesterday no yeah. Anyway, uh, another another big talking point that ar- um, arise from the game was Donny van der Beek. He wasn't involved at all. Didn't come off the bench. Uh, Sam, where, what do you think? Like We've had assurances that he will start playing as the season goes on. But I feel like we all know he's a class player. That Those three at Ajax, De Jong, De Ligt and van der Beek were their kind of prodigies, weren't they? And look at what the other two have done so young with constant game time. I think we, he just needs to start him because he's done, he's done nothing to suggest when he's come on that he shouldn't be starting. If anything, it's quite the opposite, isn't it? It is indeed. And you look at the, the class sort of touch that he clearly has. His incisive passing is very accurate. He can, you know, he knows how to strike a football. He's showed that with his, with his goal against Palace. I think that it is unfair on Donny that he isn't playing. And I've seen a lot of fa- a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of people on, on my page, a lot of people messaging me saying, I'm 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 worried, mate. Is is he gonna play Van der Beek or not? Is he gonna start him? How's he gonna fit into the team? Is he you know, people are talking well, Everett Ever said uh Ever said that he didn't think Man United needed Van der Beek and he doesn't have anything against him, but we shouldn't have signed him. I don't agree with Evra. But it's because Fernandez is just one of the best players in the world that he's not gonna bench Fernandez for Van der Beek and People question where does he fit into this team? I, I think he'll get he'll get game time, as you say. He will get game time eventually. It is only a matter of time, and hopefully, some of that game time can come in our next game against RB Leipzig in the Champions League. Um, obviously, Chelsea have got Krasnodar. What do you think about that from a Chelsea perspective? Will you, after your scoreless draw of Sevilla as well, it must be quite boring this week for you, but. Do you think you can do well in the league? In I warn you. I warn you. Don't say easy win on here, otherwise it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after last week. No, it's it's a must-win game. With all respect to Krasnodar, we're better than them. 
everyone knows yeah. that. If if we don't win that game, then it's just a bit of a shambles, really. The last two draws, they've all been building confidence for a defence. And if we can't transfer that going forward and especially beat Krasnodar, then there's just no point. Would you start your full first team against them? Um, I don't think we necessarily need to, but I think... But we don't need to to beat them, but I think we should because we haven't had a pre-season. We've got so many new players. These in-game, like real-life games, are time for uh, our players to gel. And I think we need to make the most of that as possible. So we need as many of our new signings in there. I think Ziyech needs to start as well, so he gets game time. Um, And I think we should be fine. No, nah, yeah, you did nothing. I can't even lie. It was poor, but I mean, that's that. Werner and uh, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to dive in, jump in on them. But uh, Werner and Havertz got well marshaled by Lindelof and Maguire as well. I mean, I was really impressed with Lindelof's display and Thiago up the other end as well. As you said earlier, one about Cavani, he didn't really have anything mm-hmm. other than his first touch. But the one chance that he did have when Greenwood cut it back to him was well blocked by Thiago Silva, mm-hmm. and. Clearly, Thiago Silva was a good signing for Chelsea. Um, good signing for Man United. Another Brazilian with Alex Tellez. And he wasn't even involved in the squad. Why was Tellez not involved in the squad? It's a big question that a lot of people you know, brought up before the game, including myself. Because I think Tellez is a top, 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 top left back. Uh, I think we've seen enough against PSG. You know, it's only a little snippet, a little cameo. He was absolutely sensational. He dominated the left flank uh, in that five-back formation. And I, I'm surprised he didn't play. And again... He'll play for us against uh, against uh, RB Leipzig in the midweek. What what, hap- what happened to Tellez now? Why was he not involved? Do you think? I wonder. I wonder what the issue was because I feel like he's too good to leave off the bench. It must. He must have picked up a little injury in training, or I don't know. Maybe there's just illness or something. Because I don't. I don't see why Oli would only have play, would start Luke Shaw and have no other full-back options on the bench, apart from obviously Tuan Zevi, who can play everywhere in the midfield defence, and then the full-back mm. positions. But I think it has to have been an injury. And you saw that, that, that video, that clip has gone viral of uh, Bruno doing a little pointing to uh, Shaw for the overlap. He, he doesn't make the run. Um, what, Dad, from a Chelsea point of view, what did you think about like Luke Shaw and Wan-Bissaka as, as, as offensive? Are you scared of them, or do you just think they're not going to do anything? Obviously, Wan-Bissaka's incredible defensively. I'm not very worried of him going forward. I don't think he's got that same attacking threat as other uh, wing-backs do. Luke Shaw, um, I think he's average, to be honest. Uh, I think Tellez is obviously better than him going forward. I'm not sure about Tellez defensively. A lot of people say he's um, he's very attacking, a bit like Alonso. But I think, I think Shaw did all right last night. I don't think he did much wrong. He did his job, but... Overall, I'm not very worried of Shaw at all. It was, it was good to see Bruno's pettiness, though, when Shaw didn't overlap, then he just passed by him and slipped <laughs> to him, although he was in the better position. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Bruno. He does all these funny sort of little things. But, yeah, as you say, look, Shaw isn't very threatening going forward. Whereas, you know, if you see Alex Tellez on the team sheet with that, that nice little man bun that he's got going on with those vicious whipped crosses, I would be terrified as, a, as an opposition fan or player. If you imagine, imagine Tellez whipping those balls into Cavani. I think many of us have been dreaming about that for the last couple of days after, after PSG. And I'm certainly one of those who has been dreaming about it. And I'm not happy that Tellez didn't start. But as we say, as we say, Shaw is limited going forward. And I just think that Tellez has that attacking instinct. And I, I said it after the game immediately. It's one of the first things that I thought was we've got no threat on the left flank um, when, we, when we're playing 
without Rashford as a left winger, which we were for much of the game. We need we need Alex Teller to start because we haven't got we haven't had a left back that can cross at Man United for the last seven or so years, and now we finally got one. So let's make the most of him. Um, anyway, Man United against Leipzig. We talked about Chelsea in the Champions League. How are we doing against Leipzig? Is that so score? tough? It's so tough to call because they're on right now. They're the form team in the Bundesliga. First, mm. only one draw, rest wins, ahead of Bayern. So it will be a tough game. Although they've lost their best player in Werner. They've still got a solid defence. They're still a team with a lot of chemistry and a very good manager. So I feel like they might, and I don't want to say this, but they, they probably have better tactics than us. They're better set up. But um, I think it'll be a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. I mean, hopefully the qu- one thing that I thought and I was screaming, I was watching the game and I was thinking to myself, there's no quality on that pitch. And I think Solskjaer has to go with a, with, with with either one of Pogba or, or Van der Beek in the team. And I would personally put him next to Matic. Because I think Matic, Van der Beek, Pogba and Fernandes have all got much more quality than McFred. I think McFred is a good midfield base to use. But um, if, you, if you don't mind me calling them that. But um, again, they don't have that great quality that we can we, we can see with the likes of Pogba and Van der Beek. And even Matt, Matic himself is, is, is a very very good on the ball. And your dad can tell you that from his time at Chelsea as well. He's he's very good at the ball. He's very good at bringing it out. He's very good at breaking up the play like like Fred is. Obviously he's not quite as mobile. But I don't think I don't think he's he's played too many games this season. So again, I'd like I, to see Matic. I think the most on. worrying thing about Leipzig is Julian Nagelsmann. Uh, I'd mm. take him at United if yeah. if it, if Solskjaer ends up being um, sacked, which we'll get onto the Solskjaer and Lampard debate in a bit, but I think he's just he's he's young and he's just so tactically aware. If you've watched the Leipzig teams, and he, although he was criticised a bit for playing the five five at the back at times, you can see how he can interchange systems between the five and the four, and even I know the five and the three are sometimes considered the same thing, but three is more attacking. So the way yeah. he the way he interchanges between formations is a manager that I'd like to see at United if Oli doesn't work out. I feel like there's a real sh- there's a shortage of managers in the world who are excellent in game tacticians, and I think Solskjaer's got a little bit of him bit a bit of it in him. We saw against PSG the tactical switch to the diamond when he brought Tellez off a of Pogba, but. Yeah, as you say, Nagelsmann is probably one of the best in the world at, at managing his team during the course of the game. And I am scared of Leipzig. I imagine they'll probably uh, adopt a three-back formation or five-back, whatever you want to call it, against Man United, uh, as they have been this season. So we probably won't go over diamond midfield, which I was suggesting before the game I'd like to see. And maybe the diamond probably wouldn't work against that. So it's going to be a very tough game, however you look at it. But at the end of the day, we just beat we just beat PSG, who again great team. So who knows what we can do in the Champions League? Um, I was about to say we're at home as well, but that doesn't seem to be any sort of an advantage to us, given that we've not won a single game at home in the Premier League this season. Um, speaking of winning in the Premier League, where do you guys see uh, how, Everton lost just now today? Who is going to win the league? How is it going to go? What's what's going to happen? I think City. I feel like although they're going through a tough patch right now, I feel they're just too strong across the board. Maybe the defence hasn't clicked yet, but we have to remember, I think Ake's been injured and Diaz is new. And yeah. me and you know, we wanted Diaz a couple of summers back. It'd have been a very good siding at centre-back. But I feel like as the season goes on and we, we can see that Pep can build a team with chemistry. Um, so I feel they'll just have too much strength, especially because Van Dijk picked up that injury against Everton. Yeah, I agree. I think City are 
I'd like to say probably favourites. Liverpool have lost Van Dijk. We know how important he is. Um, Everton just lost. We're a new team. We're gelling. United are somewhat new. Um, they're not quite there yet, though. Neither are we. I think City have too much squad depth and they've got too many good players. Um, and I think Pep will do it again, to be honest. I don't see any other team that can out-challenge them, really. What about you, Isaac? What do you think? Yeah, I'm just... I'm just having a look. I'm just going to try and see who the favourites are to win the Premier League. I think, yeah, after Van Dyke's injury, Man City are the favourites, mm. the bookmakers' favourites to win the league. Uh, that doesn't totally surprise me, to be honest, because I think, you look, as we say, they've got great quality in their team. They've got an excellent manager in Pep, and it's difficult to write them off. It's an open season. I think anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Even, mm. you know, Liverpool could do it again, and I'd hate to see that. Um, even Arsenal could do it, or Man United, or Chelsea, but... I feel as though if one of us won that game yesterday and put out a strong performance, we'd have put a real good stake to saying, look, we can win the league because we've got a lot of calls. But no, none of us did win it. And maybe maybe the, the manner of the nil-nil draw and just how boring and dire and lacklustre and uh, fundamentally there's a lack of quality in the game. I think that maybe shows that maybe we can't. Maybe we can't win the league. And I mean, we'll see what happens as the season develops. But it is open. I think it's anyone's title. And that's really encouraging. Um, are Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard good enough managers to win the league? Talking, talking about odds, Oli and Lampard are in the... It's Scott Parker and Slavin Bilic followed by Oli and Lampard mm -hmm. and the odds to be the first manager to leave the post but, um, in this season. So, Daz, what do you think about Lampard? Any good? I, I don't think Lampard's going to get sacked. We've, we've given him a three-year plan. He's in his starting his second year now. I don't see him being sacked uh, before next season unless he has a stinker and finishes outside the top four. I think we're building a really, really good team. Lampard's shown what he can do last season. He's had very good patches. He's also had very bad patches. But he's learning. He's only in his, what, third year of management. He's going to learn as time goes on. I, I, th I think he can do it. I want to back him because he's a club legend. I love him. I think he can do it, but fans just have to be patient and remember that over half of our squad is new and it will take time. It's a long-term project. The question that I've been really interested about is if he doesn't make it, would you rather the decision comes sooner or later to get in the new manager? I don't think it will be... Um, I don't think it will be a case of sooner or later. Look at um, Klopp. It took him four or five years to build a team. I don't think it will be so apparent so soon. It's going to take long. There will be roadblocks in the way. We saw that last season. There's going to be problems, but at the end of the day, it's a long project. It will take time, but we've just got to back him. And hopefully he can, at the end, do well with us. But I do believe him and I, I do back him the whole but way. If, but if he were to get sacked, who would you like as his replacement? Oh, Nagelsmann. I think 90% yeah. of people would agree. He's incredible. Nagelsmann is the manager at the moment, isn't he? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure he would probably leave Leipzig for a bigger club um, on paper, but Definitely. to prize him away from Leipzig will be a difficult task. Um, I, I, I'm fully behind Solskjaer, but again, as we said previously, he is the one you'd want to go for. I mean, you could look at Pochettino maybe, but he wouldn't go to Chelsea. Uh, I think he'd love to go to Man United, but I don't I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the board get him, to be honest, but I do think that Nagelsmann would probably be a better fit. Um with regards to that, um, 
Lampard, I don't know about him, to be honest, overall as a manager. He's lost to Solskjaer three times, as we've seen. Um, he'd have beaten once and he's drawn once. That's a record that we've got between the two of them at the moment. But I think he's been giving a little bit of a pass by the media because he is Frank Lampard and because he's English, because he's a legend of England and a legend of Chelsea. I think he's been, uh, and he's young as well, I think he's been given a little bit of a, oh, you know what, give him time. You know, he's, 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 he's a great manager. But really... I'm not overly impressed by Frank Lampard. I, I do think he had a solid year last year, but he didn't win a trophy like like Solskjaer didn't, and he's got, he just spent 200 million in a window, and he's I think he's got to deliver. I think Chelsea, if they're going to be the ruthless club which they always seem to have been, they'll sack him if they don't win a trophy this season with the money he's had spent. I'm not sure. Um, I would expect us to win a trophy, and I'm sure the club would want as well, but. You've got to remember Klopp. Look at Liverpool now. They're one of the best teams in the world. They took five years to build where they are. Yes, we spent 200 million, but it's not going to click straight away. And I think most people know that. Like, it will take time. Um, He had a great year last year. You can see what he's trying to do um, with the squad. He had great patches last year. I think if he keeps carrying on this sort of like sort of development you've seen how our defense has improved recently if we can keep that development going and finding the balance between defense and attack i think we'll be fine and i think that in a couple of years time we'll be probably league uh, favorites i'm going to disagree with the lampard and klopp comparisons though because when klopp came into liverpool he was already a world-class manager he already yeah, that's true. with Dortmund he did so much and you could see he, we could see his tactics straight away and I know you like to say what are Ollie's tactics but <laughs> at the end of the day I don't think Lampard has a proper set playing style that he uses week in week out we could see that you changed against us um, with that Klopp comparison though I would say that yes Lampard hasn't shown that he's got a set style but I think nowadays it's not only like oh you've got to have one style and play it throughout the whole season Every game will require a different style, um, big or small. We've seen Lampard can play three at the back uh, or five at the back, whatever you want to call it. Last season, it worked well. It didn't work well against the small teams, but I'm sure you've realised that now. Uh, we've used the 4-2-3-1, which did also work last season at times, but again, didn't against the bigger teams. It's all about finding that balance and he's going to keep learning and eventually find out a set system. But he has said that... Um, He's new and that he wants to experiment and find what works best for him. But I think we'll just have to give him time and wait and see how it sort of turns out. What do you think separates Oli and Lampard then? I mean, there's a lot of different things, to be honest. Uh, Oli's been managing for, what, 11 years, 10 years, 11 years. Uh, Lampard's only been two. But then again, you could say that Ole's more, um, maybe more set as a manager, more... Um, got more tactical knowledge than him. He's been in the job longer. He knows more about how to manage a team than Lampard does and what it takes. So there's a lot of differences, but it'll be interesting to see how they fare out at the end of the season because at the end of the day, they are managing two completely different clubs. I think Frank Lampard has been treated as though he's some sort of tactical messiah who knows it all, who's a great manager, who's come to Chelsea, revolutionised the club, when really he hasn't. And I... uh, I don't want to bash Lampard for the sake of it because I think he did a decent job last year, as I said previously. But he isn't some outstanding manager, and he is. No, he's not. As as we say, he's 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 pragmatic in that he changes his approach game by game, and Solskjaer can do that as well. Any top manager can do that as well. 
Uh, I'm not saying Solskjaer is a top manager by any means, but I just think that Solskjaer has got an ideology that he wants to play fast-flowing, counter-attacking football where he uses the wings, he gets wide players involved, he gets neat little interchanges, interchanging passes in the box. And I do think people say, oh, Solskjaer's got no, no tactical setup, he's got no way of playing. He does. It's just sometimes he didn't have the personnel to do it because our, we, we have had many points in uh, Solskjaer's tenure where the players at Man United aren't good enough. We had Jesse Lingard and Andreas Pereira as our main number 10s in the most crucial position in our system. But for ages. So I think Solskjaer's done a better job than Lampard personally. And I think we've seen mm-hmm. that in the league finishes. We haven't seen it quite by trophies yet. But you said about time earlier on. I don't think you've got time at Chelsea Football Club. Not with Roman Abramovich. He's ruthless. He wants to win. Chelsea have an unbelievable record of winning. And I completely agree with the way he does it. I just don't think that Lampard's going to have the time. I don't think. Again, I've got nothing against him, but I don't think he's going to have the time to to, to, to develop and learn at Chelsea Football Club. Maybe he made the, maybe he made the step too early. He certainly went in there at the right time with a transfer ban because he had an excuse. And I think all Lampard is it's all about excuses, and he's had these excuses again and again, time and time over. And he, he's not won a trophy, and he's not done an outstanding job. He's done a good job uh, at best for me. I don't want to be again. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I feel like. This is going to sound really, really pessimistic, but I feel like the race to sack Oli and Lampard will be crucial for Manchester United and Chelsea's future development if it, if they're not the man for the job. Because it's whoever brings in that, that next manager, and I feel like there will be a lot of competition for these top managers. And you know, whoever sacks first, United or Chelsea, will end up with a better manager, which will, in the long term, help the progression go faster, I guess. But Darian, as, as a rival fan... How would you feel if Ollie was sacked? I don't rate Ole as much as other people do. I think that if he was to get sacked, I, I want him to stay because I don't think he's the right man for United. If he was to get sacked, I'd be interested who you'd get in. If you were to get someone like Nagelsmann, then I'd be worried because you've got a lot of good players and I'm sure he could do a lot um, with the team that you've got. I don't think Ole's going to get you to that level though and so I would like to see him stay uh, just as a rival but yeah if he was to get sacked it would depend on who you'd bring in really I, kind I don't of... think sorry oh, I don't think that um, <laughs> I don't think that Solskjaer might, might he might not win a Premier League but I do think that he's the right man to advance us and bring us to that next level and I do think he can have a big big game performance and I, th- I do think he's the right man for the job at the moment I do think he's the right man to to take us forward to becoming a big, a bigger and better team, and he's the right man to put us back on the Man United way. I do, I do think that, and I think that to be honest, if you disagree with that, I think yeah, maybe you just want trophies now. But if we want to have a long-term successful dominance again, maybe Solskjaer is a man you put in place. I mean, I'm wearing a Wales shirt right now, right? And and, and Wales, I had John Toshak who came in, and all he did was set up the system. He set up that we're going to have a five at the back. Um, a little bit of credit to Gary Speed as well. Um, we have a five at the back. We're going to play these players, this sort of system. And he's set up what Wales are going to do. Chris Coleman comes in. He's got a perfect setup. He does really well in the Euros. He overperforms, gets to the semi-final with Wales, right? All you need, you need a manager to set the, set the work, uh, set, set, set the team in motion. And then you bring someone in to finish it off. And I don't think Solskjaer is a man to finish it off. Maybe he is, but I haven't seen enough to suggest it. I haven't seen enough from him consistently to suggest that he will be. So maybe we do need someone in the future. But I do think he's the right man to bring us to the level where we can say, look, 
we're going to go and try and compete for some big trophies now. One thing we have to remember, though, is football is a game of time. Um, like, you look at Arsenal, yeah, they're slightly fixing their defence, but by the time that defence is fixed, all the strikers are in the retirement home now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I feel like, although Oli may one day be the right man, do we want a one day will be the right man when we can go and get a top, top manager? Because let's, let's not sugarcoat it. I'll, if you look at a lot of our players, they are very, very good players. And mm. they shouldn't be underperforming as much as they, they do. Um, so it's, it's a hard one because obviously we've got that sentimental value like Chelsea with Lampard to Oli. Yeah. Scored that winning goal in the Champions League final. Great, great servant to the club. But every, every week it looks like it's maybe time to get a new manager. I know PSG was a great performance and it showed what he can do. But then it doesn't help that the next next weekend when there's a winnable game against an out-of-form Chelsea, he goes and plays. I don't think that team was a team to win the game, personally. Especially when he, dis- he also kind of disregarded the, what got him so much praise during the midweek against PSG. So I guess it shows that he's going to do what he wants rather than what's best to win at times. And I'm sure Ollie wants to win with Manchester United. At times, it doesn't really feel like it. Maybe we're being a bit too negative on, on both Solskjaer and Lampard. Maybe we're thinking, oh, you know, maybe maybe we're being too sentimental, uh, too unsentimental. Maybe we're thinking, uh, oh, Man United and Chelsea have got to be winning trophies all the time. And we don't really appreciate that we've got a rebuilding task. But I don't know. Having said that, how long can you clear, rebuild for? Yeah, as you say, it is clear that it's, it's taking a while. Um, and it, while Man United are still inconsistent, while Chelsea is still inconsistent, there will be big question marks over the over the manager. Um, even you know, you look at the business. Solskjaer deserved more backing. He deserved Sancho. I think Lampard got backed. So that's <laughs> different two managers. Lampard's at an advantage straight away. He got the players he wanted. Solskjaer didn't get his main number one target. Who's been his number one target since he arrived at the club? So. You know, it's going to be a difficult task for Solskjaer, much more difficult than I think Lampard. But as you, as we say, maybe they're not the men to to take us to that next level. But I do think you've got to back Solskjaer while he's here. And as I said earlier on, Solskjaer can be the man to bring us to the level where we can look at them going on the winning trophies. And you mentioned time and I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to take. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? We don't really know exactly how it's going to happen. But... Don't forget, though. Sorry, but don't forget, though, you do mention that Lampard has had the backing. Solskjaer also had that backing last season. Mm. Uh, he got he spent 200, 200 million last summer, then bought in Van der Beek, Van der Beek for forty, and then this try try I don't know who he is for another forty. So they've had this similar level of backing. So I think that criticism on Lampard is a bit harsh when Ole has had two hundred million that he's had been able to spend on the players he wants. And that, that um, just shows I think that you've also got to take that into consideration. That just shows the difference in recruitment between United and Chelsea, though, with how much more efficient yeah. and effective you are. Because maybe we spend the same amount of money, but how many of those are your first tar- first choice? Uh, uh, most of them, if not all of them, right? That is true, yeah. And how many were our first choice this summer? Was Tellez our first choice? No, it was Reguilon. He went to Spurs. Was was Cavani our first choice? Do you think? Do you think going into the summer, Edward Woodward was thinking Edinson Cavani, Manchester United's number seven in the board? No, meetings. but I I also think that last summer Ole 
spent 80 million on Maguire. It's not like it's his second choice or whatever. He clearly wanted Maguire. He got Wan Bissaka for 50 million. He clearly wanted Wan Bissaka. It's not like he hasn't been backed at all. You, like, I don't think you can forget that because 200 million is a lot of money and Lampard's got to prove that he can he can use those funds. He's bought the players. He's got to prove that he can use those players to actually win us something. But at the same time, Ole had that last season and I'm not sure if he's shown enough for me personally to show that he can actually take you to winning trophies and winning the league where you ultimately want to be. On the other hand, though, um, Solskjaer inherited a worse squad than Lampard. I think I think the the squad mm-hmm. which the squad which Sarri had, which finished third and won the Europa I don't League. Know. I mean, tr- to be fair, to be fair, he did we have lost Hazard, Hazard, but he you still had percent of our goals. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true. You still had Kovacic, who was good. Kante, great player. Yeah. Young, the young players you have in your academy are outstanding, and I think we've only really got. I mean, we look at two and Zabi now, maybe, but we've only really got one who emerged in Greenwood. Um, who you can look to Solskjaer and say, look, he's brought him in. But there's so many under Lampard. Um, um, yeah. Were you shocked that we didn't sign Sancho in the in the summer, Darry? Um, I I didn't think you'd get Sancho to be honest. I there, there was always that little thing in my mind that what if they do, but. 120 million on such a young winger, a young player, especially in these times, I don't think you were ever going to get him, to be honest. And I think that when you were rooming with Dembele uh, later on, I think that would have been more possible, but I don't think you would have got Sancho. I feel the board looked at it the same way as you were not paying 120 million euros for such a young player, whereas they should have looked at we're paying for a player who gives 30-plus goal contributions a season and and will pay that money back within no time that's true um, it's a big risk but, but yeah I find it really difficult to see how we can sign Sancho going forward but I feel like he still will be that number one target although we have signed Ahmad and Palestri we've seen Palestri's not really ready yet from that one youth youth game you can see he's got the raw talent but in terms of final product he's not there yet but let's hope he can quickly develop but Sancho is a player that I hope we go in for again but I don't see it being any more likely now than it was before, especially because coronavirus will still affect the market potentially even worse next summer. So I mean, we've 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 been told, haven't we? We were told by Portio, and we've seen on online that Sancho will be our number one target still, and we still are after him. And we didn't, we didn't, we might have signed Cavani, um, but we didn't sign a right winger. We signed, obviously, we signed Diallo, but again, he's he's one for the future himself. Sancho would be one for the future and one for the now. Um, but yeah, I do think we'll still try and sign him. I don't know whether we'll be successful in that or not, especially with Woodward at the head of negotiations, but and Judge. But uh, I guess you know whoever whoever gets that money might be the manager that succeeds more. Quick to round it up, who do you think is going to go first, Solskjaer or Lampard, and who's going to finish higher in the league uh, from both of you? Let's go first. I think Solskjaer is going to get sacked first. Um, and I, I back us to finish above you in the league. Mm, I think neither this season. And Chelsea will finish higher. I think uh, I think Lampard and United. But there you go. You've got every single possible outcome there, nearly. Um, 
anyway thanks for uh, joining us today i think it's been a, a great podcast uh, thanks for coming on Daz. a real pleasure to have uh, have a guest on uh, for the first time other than obviously when we had portio on we're going to try and get some more of you guys on as well you know get some more united opinion and we're getting an arsenal fan on i'm not sure quite sure who yet we're going to get an arsenal fan on uh bef- previewing the arsenal game on uh, on saturday saturday night so yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in i uh, hope you've enjoyed whether you've been watching it on youtube or spotify make sure to follow if you're watching the spotify and make sure to subscribe like and share on youtube thanks so much guys that's been us see ya bye